huh, this company paid almost no income tax last year. Super interesting. That is Steve Ballmer, the former Microsoft CEO and the founder of USA Facts, the not-for-profit, nonpartisan civic data initiative that's GeekWire's partner on the Numbers Geek podcast. As we like to say, Steve is our resident numbers geek. I look at $156 billion and I say, whoa, that's a very big company by revenue. Steve is taking us through a corporate income statement, and he's probably looked at thousands of these documents over the years. So we can learn a lot just by hearing how he analyzes one. First thing I look at is what the columns are. Say, is this a company that's shrinking? No, it's a company that's growing. But there is something different about this income statement. Before we handed it to Steve, we removed all references to the company. On this episode of Numbers Geek, we're going to see if Steve can figure out which company this is just by looking at the numbers. And we're going to be challenging you as Numbers Geek listeners to solve this mystery as well. So here is your first clue. Steve doesn't know it, but this is a company that has played a big role in his life. Sorry, it's not going to be that easy. This is not the company you're probably thinking about right now. We're not in the software business, Toto, I can tell you that. From GeekWire and USA Facts, this is Numbers Geek with Steve Ballmer. I'm your host, GeekWire editor Todd Bishop. Stick around to hear if Steve can solve the mystery and to see if you can do it before he does. Numbers Geek is presented by USA Facts, our nation in numbers. Visit them at usafacts.org. Our mystery document this week is an income statement. If you're in business, you probably call this the P&L for profit and loss. If you haven't spent a lot of time with one, they can be intimidating. But at its heart, an income statement is really a simple equation. It's three things. First, you take how much money a company brings in, its revenue or sales, and then you subtract how much it spends, its expenses or costs. And the remainder, what's left over, is the profit or the net income, the bottom line. But it's not always that simple, as we're about to find out. All right, Steve, I want to show you an income statement. Now, I've removed from this income statement any indication of what the company is. So here it is. Take a look at that. And First off, I just want to ask you, when you look at a corporate income statement, what's the first thing you look at? First thing I look at is what the columns are uh, to find out when we're talking about. Uh, in general, I put earlier years to the left and more recent years to the right. This thing's done the other way, so I had to stop and say, is this a company that's shrinking? No, it's a company that's growing. I look at $156 billion and I say, whoa, that's a very big company by revenue. That's the revenue, yes. The annual revenue in 2017, $156 billion. Then I take a look at the number called gross profit, which means you take out the cost of making things or delivering things is $16 billion. Gross profit's only about 10% of revenue. Now that percentage that Steve just gave, 10%, that's the gross profit margin or gross margin. And it's one of the most important numbers you can know about any company. To come up with this number, you start with the revenue and then you subtract the cost of the goods that the company sold to generate the revenue. That gives you the gross profit, which you can then express as a percentage of the overall revenue. So, for example, in the case of our mystery company, it generated just about $156 billion in revenue in 2017. And its cost of goods sold was $140 billion. 
So you subtract $140 billion from $156 billion, that gives you $16 billion as the gross profit. That's about 10% of the overall revenue of this company. And that 10% gross margin is a huge hint for Steve. That tells me a lot about the kind of industries we might be in. We're not in the software business, Toto, I can tell you that, uh, because software gross profit margins, even as things move to the cloud, are bigger than 10%, unless it's a company like Google, which pays a lot of its total revenue out as payments back to its distribution partners. But in general, I'd say, hmm, there's a lot of additional income that has nothing to do with the way the business operates. That's interesting to me, at least in the last year. Sales and, and other administrative expenses are $11.5 billion, which means the operation of the business makes $4.8 billion. It had some one-time additional income, probably sold something, hard to tell. Uh, it has some debt. They paid a billion dollars in interest, which means they probably had $20 billion in debt. What does all this mean to me? What about the net income? Net income, well, let's look at the net income before income tax. This company paid almost no income tax last year. Super interesting. It did pay some income tax the last two years, so something really weird is going on with this company. Steve is right. Something unusual did happen. Our mystery company paid $520 million in income taxes in 2017 which was a fraction of what it paid in each of the prior two years. In its annual report, this company says the lower tax bill came from a few different places. First, foreign tax credits. Second, cutting some overseas operations. And third, the impact of the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, better known as U.S. tax reform. Now, together, these three factors give another big hint about what this mystery company might be. So I'm going to look at the... What am I going to look at? I'm just going to look at operating income. It's the only thing that's meaningful. And operating income went up until 2016 and then down. The total net income of the business this year is $7.6 billion, which is an interesting mix of factors. So to summarize, revenue is? Revenue, 156 Gross profit, 16 Sales general administrative, $11.5 billion. Operating income, $4.8 billion. Net income after taxes and everything else, $7.6 billion. So what ratio, in other words, which numbers would you divide? Is it gross margin that you're looking at to really evaluate this company? No, it's not the only number, but I, I will look at gross margin. That's an important thing. Depending on the business, it should either have a much higher or much lower gross margin. And it's 10%, as we said. It's a 10% gross margin, uh, and that has come... Yeah, it's varied over the last few years, but it's a 10% gross margin business, uh, which probably means it's not a retailer, likely. Likely not a retailer. Bank P&Ls are almost impossible to understand, so I'll hope it's not a bank P&L because I'd never understand it. Uh, could be a, a manufacturing company, probably is. Steve is getting close to cracking this case, to solving our numerical mystery and he's about to discover a problem. When we come back, we'll explain what he found and reveal the identity of our mystery company. Welcome back to Numbers Geek. 
This week, we are challenging Steve Ballmer, the former Microsoft CEO, the owner of the LA Clippers, and the founder of USA Facts, to identify a company based solely on its income statement. But he just spotted a problem. But it's not an auto company because it has no R&D. There's a lot of R&D in autos. Are you sure it's not an auto company? Autos have huge R&D budgets. What would you say if I told you this was Ford? Uh, I would say $156 billion, Sounds right. Uh, I was thinking it might be Ford, but I'll tell you these numbers are wrong. I will tell you that. I know Ford has a big R&D budget. In fact, our mystery company is Ford Motor Company. And Steve is right about the research and development budget. We'll explain in just a moment. But first, congrats to everyone out there who figured this out. Whether you solve the mystery or not, send an email to numbersgeek at geekwire.com with the subject line Ford, plus your mailing address and your preferred shirt size, and we'll send Numbers Geek t-shirts to the first 10 listeners who get in touch. In the meantime, this was a great reminder. Always double-check the original source. We were using a summary income statement directly from the NASDAQ stock market, and we did that because it neatly summarized three years of income statements without giving away details that might have revealed the identity of the company. It's NASDAQ. It had to be right. Right? Wrong. While the other numbers were correct, the NASDAQ version of the Ford income statement showed research and development costs of zero, which was not correct. I'm going to guess Ford's R&D budget a year is three to eight or nine billion. Steve is close. In 2017, Ford's budget for engineering research and development, according to the company's annual report, was about eight billion dollars. So with our mystery revealed, let's get the rest of the story. Tell me about the meaning of Ford in your life. Uh, My dad uh, worked 30 years at Ford. Uh, He worked a few years doing something else, but most of his working career was Ford. Uh, As my dad used to joke, everything we had was paid for by Uncle Henry, uh, referring to Henry Ford II, who ran Ford during most of his tenure there. I am told that there are a number of families with three generations of Ford workers, and perhaps also many with four, in addition to my own family. That's one of the proudest claims a company can make, because it indicates that Ford people value their jobs and know that there are opportunities for them to grow within the company. I owe owe, uh, a great debt in terms of my childhood upbringing and our ability to live decently to Ford Motor Company. Steve's personal story is an example of the themes that we'll be exploring on an upcoming episode of Numbers Geek, looking at the trends in household income and jobs and what the numbers say about the state of the American middle class. But for now, let's get back to Ford. How do you feel about the financial state now that I tell you that it's Ford, excluding that R&D budget? Well... Profit went up, it went down, it went up. Uh, A lot of it comes in funny extra income. Uh, In general, I'd like to see better performance out of this company. Steve is not alone in that opinion. Jim Hackett, the CEO of Ford, had this to say on the company's 2017 year-end conference call. Ford is a strong company. I'm proud of it. But we simply have not done enough to truly be fit today. We have the opportunity now to make step change improvements across our business in areas like product development, manufacturing, and marketing, to become more common in our platforms, more efficient, and more customer-centric in our design thinking. We talked on this episode with Steve about Ford's 2017 results. For the full year of 2018, 
Ford's revenue was up about 2% to $160 billion. But the company's profits fell by more than half to $3.7 billion. One reason was the impact of U.S. tariffs on the cost of raw materials imported by the company. This is a topic that we explored on our recent episode about the trade deficit. That's Numbers Geek Episode 9 if you missed it and you want to go back in your feed to catch it. But regardless of Ford's financial results, the company can count on Steve Ballmer as a loyal customer. You still drive a Ford? Uh, I do. A Lincoln, which is a Ford brand. Absolutely. Lincoln MKX. I'm a Ford man. Steve, thank you very much. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to Numbers Geek. Be sure to subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and leave us a rating and a review to tell other people what you think of the show. If you're new to Numbers Geek and you enjoyed this episode, be sure to check out the Basketball Box Score Mystery, where we challenge Steve to identify a legendary NBA game without the benefit of knowing the teams or the player names, just from the stats alone. That's episode five if you go back in your feed to catch that one. Numbers Geek is produced by GeekWire in partnership with Steve Ballmer and USA Facts. Numbers Geek graphic design by Killer Infographics. Theme music by Daniel L.K. Caldwell. Technical support from Kevin Lasoda. Claire McGrain provided production assistance for this episode. For more Numbers Geek episodes and videos, go to geekwire.com slash numbersgeek. Get interactive graphics, charts, and more about the data we talk about on the show at usafacts.org. From GeekWire, I'm Todd Bishop. We'll be back soon with another episode of Numbers Geek.